And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is when in crisis. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all the new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on our website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so normally I don't do this, but uh, it felt particularly important, so I kind of wanted to to talk about this, and it, you know, it might be a little controversial, but yesterday, so this last, the last week has been a long week of frustration and, and struggle and, and difficulty, and I, uh, I did a couple of podcasts on that, and you know, about my role in that, and all of the difficulties that have therein, you know, that have spurned from that, or have sprouted from that, I should say, and so Lee and I get to church yesterday, and uh, this, I I didn't sleep very much at all. I had been I've have a lot of I've been fighting a bout of insomnia recently. Um, like last night, I didn't get to sleep until four thirty, and I just I went to bed at you know eleven o'clock. I just lied in my bed with my eyes open, trying to fall asleep for six to eight hours. But anyway, so when we get to church. I open up the bulletin, and we're doing this study on Philippians, which is a phenomenal book, and the title of the sermon is When in Crisis, and I just, I nearly laughed out loud, which, you know, is technically not inappropriate for church, it's a joyous place, but it it was, it was almost, it was almost comically humorous to me, and it, it, you know, it felt like the giant cross up in the front there was this big neon flashing sign going, hey, I'm here, focus up. So it was a good sermon, and I actually wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what the pastor had to say, because I think it's valuable to all of us who face many, many crises in our life. And so to give a little background, uh, the the letter to the Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul, who was this incredibly well-read and and well-learned man from who'd started his career persecuting Christians and then through an incredible transformation, became one of the most incredible apologetic... um, well, I guess he was one of the most prolific missionaries who did incredible work and has written most of the New Testament. And I think that's very interesting to note because it's important to realize that this was a a very, very learned man who was writing these letters. And he writes this, and, and so this sermon series that we're writing is studying the book of Philippians, which is rather short. It's like four chapters long, and I mean, it's not more than... I don't know, it's probably not even more than 100 verses long. or No, not, it's more than 100, but it's probably not more than 400 verses long. It's quite good. So, we're focusing on the, the different parts of Philippians, as many sermon series do, and we're focusing on different aspects of Philippians, but we start, the, the, the story, that or the, the portion of today's lesson actually came from Philippians 1, 20 through 30. And, you know, it's important to note that he was writing this in prison, and he was writing this in prison because he was preaching the gospel, right? That's why he was in prison. And he was awaiting his his trial. And, and what ended up happening was is he had been sent to, or he, he had been received while he was in prison, he received a, a gift from the people of Philippi. And he says, thank you. He starts off by saying, you know, I thank God in my every remembrance of you and in all my prayers for you. And he, you know, says, thank you for the gifts that you've sent and all of that. And then he, he writes these incredible words. I'm starting here at Philippians 1.20. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, 
but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I go on living in the body, this means fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is by far better, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you in the progress and joy of faith, so that through my being that you may again your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on the account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you, or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as the one faith for the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you've been saved, and that by God, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. So, this is the this important kind of thing, and, and there's the the pastor kind of starts off by pointing out that everyone has crisis sooner or later. We don't know when, or you know when it'll happen or in what form it will come, but we all have crisis. And I think it's funny to think about that because it kind of carries on with some of the the things I've talked about in previous podcasts from the podcast I'm listening to these days, which talks about that there's this concept of order and chaos in our life and that we need a balance of order and chaos because both provide us with different things. And I think similarly, we need crisis and we need to have calm times and we need to balance those out. But, you know, as Paul writes this, the first thing that stands out is Paul has confidence in Christ, right? He understands that, that Christ will, that God will deliver him. And I think it's important, actually, that Paul points out that God's going to deliver him in one way or another, and he needs to be, as Paul, he needs to be okay with that. And I think, for me, sitting and looking at the crisis ahead of us, which is not really, a, you know, in, in comparison, is not that bad of a crisis, really. Like, it's, you know, we're, we're not in prison on trial to potentially be executed. So it's, all things considered, we're doing pretty good. But it's more of this concept that it's like, regardless of what happens— whether the company flourishes and I can master my own selfish and prideful ambitions and whether I can become a better leader and a better organizer and I can grow and, and learn from this process, or if I fail and the company fails and I have to go and find another job doing something else, maybe not as much fun, but maybe more stable or maybe less stressful, right? It's, it's regardless of what happens next, I'm going to be okay, right? It's, I'm going to be delivered. And I think for many of you out there who are struggling with these kinds of decisions, it's, it's in crisis. There's not very many crises we face that are truly life and death. It's more of one life or a different life. And I think that can be difficult for us, but we need to recognize that. Next, Paul has this conviction. And that conviction is this, this, that he's going to stand up for what he believes in and he's going to do the right thing. And I think if you stand by your convictions, it's very it's it means that you can be brave when it comes to weathering the storm because crisis in many times in many times is is something that you have to weather, right? It's not something that you can fix, it's not something that you can solve, it's something that you can survive and you need to. And so standing by your convictions and and being founded in those convictions can really give you strength in times of trouble. And we have to realize that 
many crises and internal conflict. And Paul is conflicted. He talks about this. I, I, I can either go to heaven to be with Christ, which is what I want, or I can stay here and continue to do the work that I'm supposed to, right? That's a convict. He's, he's conflicted. And I, I think when we look at crisis, I think, like I talked about with the mismanagement episode, we need to acknowledge our, our own part and our own conflictions in that crisis and how that, that can factor into making things better or worse or otherwise. Finally, Paul has compassion, right? He is looking at this, and he's looking at the people from Philippi, and he's trying to encourage them from where he's at. And I think it's funny because you look at a lot of psychology, and, and there's a lot of a lot of points out there that would say that by trying to help someone else solve their problem, it can provide you with a lot of strength in solving your own problems. And I think that's... It's something that we don't often want to do, right? I think sometimes when we're in crisis mode, we want to like batten down the hatches and, you know, tell everyone to leave and we're going to take care of this ourselves and all of your problems are trivial and mine are so vital and that's kind of how we live our life. And frankly, it's a great way to alienate all of the people that will help you solve problems in the future and it's not necessarily a very good way to live in general. So I think we need to focus on compassion and dealing with this. And I think for me, part of the, the, the reason why I felt so convicted when I was listening to this is because... I think I've I've let my pride become a dangerous, potent problem for me. It's a poison for me because, you know, Gary talks about this. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a little bit, that it's like you don't want to be flexing, right? That there's a lot of people out there that are pretending to be entrepreneurs. And the way they do that is they, they have a little bit of success and then all of a sudden they just get too cool to actually do the work. And I don't want that to be me. And I feel like there are... are a little bit of a little bit of the problem is is after Christmas we had all of this success that we were riding on, and you know and and that had been the result of dedicated hard work of sixteen hour days every day. But I, so I kind of decided you know what, I'm going to hire people and then I'm just not going to you know be that person. I'm not going to do all the production myself. And I, I think that that led to a certain lack of. Um, purpose in the company. I, I personally felt, I think, a little more adrift in what was my role. And I think it became more difficult for me to say, I'm going to intentionally every day make sure that I'm creating real and tangible value beyond and above what I did before when I was doing production. And so without that that simple guiding light of you're the one making the books, it became more difficult for me to, to develop my true value. And I need to get back to that. I need to relax a little more on my my, my frustrations and lean more into that. What can I do to fix the problem? What can I do to create that value and to demonstrate that value and to showcase that value in ways that I otherwise might not have been if I were doing production? And I think I can do that. I think I can play to my strengths. And I think there's a lot of amazing opportunities out there if I were to go out and hunt for them. If I were to go out and, like a fuller brush salesman, I'm going to put together samples and I'm going to go door to door if I have to to try to sell this stuff because that's what it takes to succeed. You have to grind. You have to work. And you have to be willing to just fight through it and never give up. And so that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to work on that. And that's life. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co, or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can email, call, direct message, all the usuals, and I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. If you haven't done it already, go check us out on Snapchat, Murdy Creative Co. There's no dot, just Murdy Creative Co. Go check us out on Snapchat to get all of these cool behind-the-scenes photos and stuff. We're in the midst of our move today, so we're hopefully going to put some more interesting con content back there, and uh, I think that'll be fun. So go check this out, Murdy Creative Co., no dot. If you think I deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community, and word of mouth is still the best form of advertising. So please tell your friends about us. 
That being said, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give you guys what you want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book discounts available. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day, and goodbye.